The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are for informational purposes only and solely those of the podcast participants, contributors, and guests, and do not constitute an endorsement by or necessarily represent the views of the Hartford or its affiliates. You're listening to the Small Biz Ahead podcast, brought to you by the Hartford. Welcome back to the Small Biz Ahead podcast. I'm Elizabeth Larkin from the Hartford. I'm here with Hannah Stacy, our special guest, also from the Hartford, and Jean Marks, our small business expert and owner. Yes. Hello. You used to get upset when I called you our small business expert, yeah, and now you're just, just like... Yeah, yeah, I'm like, I hear it enough. You've but, given it. Well, yep. you know what I mean? It's funny because people refer to me as a, it's just, I don't know, a small business expert. I mean, I just, I've been running a business for a long time. I don't want to say I'm an expert in anything because I meet so many people that so much smarter than me and do things better. But all I can do is share what I've learned. Yeah. And the, the other thing is you work with like 500 clients yeah. who are all small business yeah. owners. Yeah. So, yeah. But I don't know. Again, I don't, that doesn't make me an expert. It just yeah. makes me experienced with But do you think business. you learn more from watching the mistakes they make though? Because you can kind of step back and look at them or the ones you've made? I, both. And then I also, I learn more from my clients. I learn more from obviously the mistakes that I make. And then um, I learn more when I do stuff like this. I learn stuff when I... Uh, come to the Hartford and find out like what you guys do, like what employee benefits you guys have or um, different issues that you guys might. I mean, I bring that back to my business and my clients. So cool. it's, I, I, I think big companies have a lot to teach small businesses. We're happy to help you. Yeah. Jean. Thank you. You're here, to serve. You're here to serve. Okay. After we hear from our sponsor, we're going to talk about the mistakes that small business owners make when they are using social media. We'll be right back. This podcast is brought to you by The Hartford. When the unexpected strikes, The Hartford strikes back for over 1 million small business customers with property, liability, and workers' compensation insurance. Check out The Hartford Small Business Insurance at thehartford.com. So, Jean, did you know that Hannah actually used to work in social media before I stole her away to manage the Small Biz Ahead blog? I found that out about four minutes ago. <laughs> uh, I was asking Hannah, so, Dina, tell me, what did you do before uh, the Hartford? Yeah, Hannah's got a bunch of social media experience. So, what did you, did you work with small business owners? Did you do small business stuff? or? So, when I first started, I was the copywriter for all lines of business. So, I, would def- I was doing small commercial writing. And I was picking out photos. I was in charge of the Instagram account. So any events that we would have, like PR events, communications events, I would be posting. So you know how to build an audience on social media. Yes. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. So our question is, I just opened up a yoga studio and I'm trying to figure out how to create Facebook ads to market my business. What mistakes should I avoid when using social media ads? So Jean, you got very excited about this question. I did, yeah. Because I've been into um, Facebook and Facebook ads um, over the past you know, couple of years, not only to expand um, my audience, but also to uh, drive more people to my uh, business and to my website and all that. So I've learned, like everything else, right? You, you only learn, Hannah, from doing stuff. Yes. Um, so one of the big things that I learned is about Facebook's audiences. And when you are looking to create an ad, first of all, there's a bunch of things you need to do to create an ad, just creatively and you know, graphically designed and all that. But even no matter how great an ad you have, if it's not hitting the right eyeballs, then it's going to be useless. So Facebook you know, really has really just three types of audiences that you can target with your advertising. Um, there's your core audience, and those are the people that are already following you. So, you know, if you just, if you've got a bunch of followers and you want to send them an ad or even a post, although we're 
talking about ads right now. Um, you can, you know, you can just do that as part of that. When you create your ad, you can select to send to a core audience, your core audience. That's where it's going to go. By the way, that's like the cheapest, you know, option for you as well, because it's just your core audience. Now, they also have, besides um, core audiences, something called custom audiences. Custom audiences, I, I believe, is the most popular option for most companies, big brands and small businesses. With a custom audience, Facebook gives the ability to choose your audience based on a demographic. So, for example, like we've just launched a, um, a training platform for one of our products. So I want to find anybody on Facebook that might be a user of this product that's based in the U.S., that might have a job that has something to do with sales. A lot of other people might want to target a demographic differently. So this is a yoga shop, for example. So, you know, this person who runs the yoga shop, we don't know what his or her name is. Um, but you know, that person is probably looking for somebody that's into yoga. So, um, you can actually create a, you know, a custom audience where Facebook will choose from you people that have likes where they, they, they like yoga or they like fitness. Um, and also if it's a yoga shop, I'm assuming it's, it's not a chain, it's probably a local shop. So you want to then focus it on just a, a local area as well. You don't want to be sending out ads all around the country. Um, that's, that's meaningless to you. So, so again, there's the, there's the core audience, there's the custom audience. And the final one is, um, a, it's called lookalike audiences. And there, the owner of this yoga shop, if, if he or she already has a database, like a spreadsheet of maybe, maybe they got a bunch of customers. And these customers are, have a certain, they, she's got some demographics about them, maybe their age or their gender or, you know, any kind of likes or whatever. She can, she can upload here. She can upload that, that, that spreadsheet. And then Facebook will, will allow you to match other people that are Facebook users that, that are like this audience. You know what I mean? So it's a lookalike. Um, and then you can target ads to them as well. So you have to figure out who your audience is going to be. And what I've also learned is you're never going to figure it out. You're always going to have questions. You're going to mess it up because that's what I did. And you're going to waste some money on doing certain campaigns until you ultimately get it, get it together. Um, so when I talk about custom core and lookalike audiences, you want to do small campaigns testing for each with each of those audiences. And then therefore, um, you can find out where you're getting the most bang for your buck and then expand those campaigns. Okay. So out of all the mistakes you can make, number one is targeting the wrong audience yeah, with your ad dollars. Right. So Hannah, you brought up bad photography. A lot of the times you see on Facebook, whether it's an ad or just a regular post, the photography isn't that great. And nowadays, we, you know, a lot of people used to invest in nice cameras and do photo shoots, but iPhones really do the job. Just as long as you know kind of to get the right angle, to not go too close, and to, and to make sure that it looks good when you actually post it. Because sometimes when you post on Facebook, it can be blurry, um, especially if you do videos. And then also, some people like to do collages, and I would recommend not doing collages. It's just too much to look at, just one awesome picture. Make sure you don't crop strangely as well. Like sometimes people will be posting a photo of somebody and they'll crop somebody out of it. So for example, if it's a yoga studio and say you're doing a highlight for your instructor and you're taking a photo from their profile picture and you're doing, you know, you're saying, okay, come see Hannah. She's teaching tonight and she uses like a crop photo of me. It just doesn't look very good. So make sure you have like quality professional looking photos. And Hannah actually is a yoga instructor. So <laughs> I am. Are you this. really? <laughs> yeah. Yes, definitely. So why are the, the I, I totally agree with the collages. Like, why did you think people do that? Because they don't look good. I think, so there are so many apps now. And one of the apps is using a collage. And I used to do this like 
back in the day. I think it was more more relevant a few years ago when, when you she were was post- 14 years old. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like if you're writing happy birthday to someone and you do like a collage of photos, but on your business page, I just don't think it looks good. It's just too much to look at. It might also be as well, like if you're I'm thinking of, again, the yoga studio, I don't know, maybe they want to include like a bunch of customers in one picture. You know, they want to leave anybody out. Yeah. Know, and, but then it turns into just a mess. But the more pictures you have, the more fodder you have for ads. So um, one thing about photography, I will say, is that if you have an iPhone, Hannah's right, like an iPhone, especially if you have portrait mode, or even you have like a Samsung Galaxy, mm-hmm. something, they take great pictures yeah, now. Absolutely. So just go to, if you're thinking, oh my God, I don't know anything about photography, your your camera phone is going to get you half of the way there. Just go to YouTube and Google like how to take the best pictures with iPhone, whatever you have. I think I have like a seven or something. And they now have and, portrait mode too, which yeah. is amazing. If say, say you work at a cafe, you want to take a picture of your, of like a meal or breakfast. A latte. Like, yeah. A latte. You could take a portrait mode picture and it looks awesome. Yeah. They look amazing. Just, you know, learn like the basics of lighting and you can do that very quickly in a YouTube. Look at me bringing up YouTube. It's usually Gene bringing yeah, up amazing. YouTube first. <laughs> no, but you're right. I mean, and you get good instructions for doing that. And your point, Elizabeth, on using your, your smartphone is, I mean, every photographer might hate us for saying that. There's certainly a lot of room for professional photographers in the world. But we're just talking about posting on Facebook yeah. uh, for a small business yoga studio. And geez, I mean, today's iPhones and Samsung devices are they're so good. Yeah. You, you lean on them for now. Yes. Okay. So number one was targeting the wrong audience. Number two is using bad photography. Gene, what's number three? Um, we call it ghosting your page, right? So it's basically you set up your page and then you just pretty much uh, bail on it. You know? I mean, you know, you're not using it, right? It's just this kind of hanging out there. And you know, Facebook is all about um, engagement and interaction and um, really was not originally started as a place where businesses are going to be and, and be advertising. It was started for, for you know, look, we've, we've all seen the Facebook movie. You know, it's, it's all for college students supposed to be talking to each other and whatever. So it's, now obviously it's evolved into something a lot more than that. Businesses are expected to still be personal. So you should be posting on your Facebook page. Now, a lot of people ask, like, how often should you be posting? You know, how much is too much? You know, do you, Hannah, do you have any, like, if I was, how, how much is too much? I would say at least, I would say once a day is once good. Once a day. So if you're following, if you're like, uh, you know, a friend has a face or even a business that you're following mm-hmm. and they're posting like six or seven times a day, would you find that annoying? I, th- I think it would be a little excessive. And mm-hmm. I think also on Instagram, they have this great, new feature with stories. Right. I think if you post a lot there, like say you're, you have an event or um, something going on and you want to post like little videos, that's a great way to do a lot because then people can kind of choose to watch it or not rather right. than if you're kind of clogging up someone's feed, that it, can be different. It'll be interesting to see where we go with um, both Instagram. I mean, Instagram is owned by Facebook mm-hmm. um, and Instagram is awesome. And yet a lot of business owners I meet haven't figured out the right balance between what should I be doing on Facebook? What should I be doing on Instagram? Should I choose one over the other? Um, so I like what you're saying. I mean, you know, it could be that if you've got photos, videos or whatever, leave that to Instagram and then Facebook is more for sort of information. And you could also, they're all very linked now. Mm-hmm. So you can, when you're posting on Instagram, you can also say, you know, you want to put this on your Facebook story as well. Right. So it can go to both places. Yeah, that's great nice. to know. And you'll have a whole different audience that's on Instagram, yes. that's on Facebook. And um, so you want to hit as many audiences as possible. So getting back to our favorite yoga instructor, if I was, you know, him or her running this yoga studio, 
I would be posting something on Facebook at least, like you said, once a day, mm-hmm. uh, maybe one or two times a day. If it were me, I'd be posting yoga tips. That's, you know, yeah. I'd be sharing information about it. Um, and Elizabeth's going to yell at me when I say this, but I'm going to say <laughs> if you don't have the time to do it yourself, you might want to hire, um, you know, a kid in elementary school, fourth grade, <laughs> fifth grade. No, I'm just kidding. Obviously, somebody in college, I usually say like like a marketing student. That's right. I don't know if you did that when you were like in college, if you, you do part-time work, if you're, if you're right. a marketing major for small business for, you know, sometimes you can get them for free because it adds to their resume and all that. But anyway, you, you, just like one or two tips a day on yoga, mm-hmm. short and sweet. I think posting every day on Facebook is actually too much. Wow. Really? Yeah. So you think that's, you know, and yeah, I'll talk to some people and I'll be like, oh, you should be posting like five or 10 times a day on I think a day. my yoga studio, I don't really want to hear from them more than like once or twice a week. Wow. Okay. Yeah. All right. I mean, when we're talking about ghosting a page, we're really talking about like you do a post and then a month later we yeah. don't see anything. Like, yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't want to overwhelm this new yoga studio owner. Like, and you don't just have to post posts. There right. are other things to post, which we're going to get to next with um, Hannah's next suggestion. So, to recap, we have mistakes you can make when doing ads. So, one is targeting the wrong audience. Two is bad photography. Three is ghosting your page or never like posting on your page once and then never again. So Hannah, you have number four. So I follow multiple yoga studios and that's really where I get ideas on what to do that weekend or after work. Mm. And I love being able to go click on the events page, the events tab on their page and see like, okay, what's coming up this weekend? What workshop is there? What, you know, what activity can I go to? So I think it's really important to keep that really updated. And yes, on your website, you're going to have that as well. But a lot of people are looking and they're checking in and you can also see. So say I look at an event and I see, okay, there's a yoga nidra workshop this weekend that I want to go to. I click accept. Then on my feed, it'll show up and other people, my friends can see it and then they can then click on it, which is great. So yeah, I think actually posting events, I don't know. I just want to get back to how often to post. Mm -hmm. Don't overwhelm yourself. Like I think if you're posting events, that qualifies as a post. Like you you don't have to post a post post every single day. Events are great because as Hannah said, if her friends see she's going, they're more likely to sign up for it. So that's a great thing to post. So you're saying don't kill yourself. You don't have yeah, to feel don't like kill overwhelmed. Yourself. Like it, if you're just getting started, you might not be able to come up with seven different things to post every week, but mm-hmm. having like one or two, I think is fine to start. And what I've seen too is a lot of yoga studios will post um, a quote, just like a simple quote, an inspirational yeah. quote, which is great. People can comment and like. They'll post events, which I'm sure at a yoga studio, you're going to have at least probably one event per week. Yeah. Um, you could post, like I was saying before, teacher spotlights something about the teachers, their experiences, their certifications. Yeah. So just simple things like that where it's not overwhelming. People love inspirational quotes. Yes. I always have to roll my eyes at them, but people <laughs> love them. People seem to like those. I agree. One final thing that the question was about social media tips and for advertising on Facebook. So, um, you know, events, you know, it's a great idea. If you have an event, you want people to come to it. That's a great excuse for an ad. So, you know, you have to have an objective when you place an ad on Facebook. It, you know, you're trying to get clicks. I mean, you're, in the end, you're, you're trying to get more business. I mean, that's you otherwise spend the money. So an event like Hannah's suggesting is a perfect thing to, you know, to post. And then you can have a small ad campaign, 50 bucks or 100 bucks or something to a custom audience or a lookalike audience. 
that you think they might be interested in that. Yeah. And then you can track that. If you're a local yoga studio, you can have a successful ad for $50. No doubt. Because you're targeting a small, like, even if you're in a city, you might just be targeting, you can geotag it down to like one's particular neighborhood. Correct. And, you know, when you think about it, you're, t- you're, you're targeting to a one geographic area of people that like yoga or fitness. I mean, that you yeah. know, really narrows down the field. So, you know, obviously you spend more when you're looking for a larger audience. Yeah. Thank you to Jean and Hannah for joining this week. Thank and you, we'll- Hannah. Thank oh, you. Stop. Thanks for having me. We'll be back in a couple days with our next episode about tax incentives that can help you provide better employee benefits. And as, as you said that, Hannah just fell asleep. <laughs> but, but come back anyway, because I'm telling you this is interesting. Well, sm- well, Hannah's not a small business owner, but a small business owner is going to hear that and yes. perk up. Like, yes. I can this save is, money. You can save money and attract better employees and keep your employees happier. Cool. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Talk to you soon. Thanks. Thanks for joining Elizabeth and Jean for another edition of the Small Biz Ahead podcast. For the latest on small business trends straight from the small business experts, visit the Hartford Small Biz Ahead. We've got articles, how-tos, and videos to help you run your business more efficiently. Check us out at smallbizahead.com.